Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Apparently his audio is not coming through. I don't know if y'all can hear me either. Um, yeah, let ask chat to let you know if they can hear you. Let's see if they can hear me as well. Uh, all right, I think we got it fixed. As always, we have to appease the mute gods. Um, all right, yeah, chat, let us know if you can hear me. You can hear uh, Will, a.k.a. Rookie, see there in chat. Uh, this is our deep dive series that I do here for Cybernation and Censored. Started this a really long time ago. Um Okay, cool. Everyone says they can hear both of us now. Good. Yeah, like I said, you have to appease the mute gods at least once before you get started. Um, yeah, and on this deep dive, we also have chat as part of this, as you can see. Hey, thanks so much, uh, Jay Gray, Artalsorian, for uh, subscribing. Really appreciate that for following. Um, and a shout out to Artalsorian Games. Hell yeah, cyberpunk uh, red-themed uh, stream right here for them. So check them out. Um, yeah, I want to uh, just explain a few things before we get started. I know lately we've been getting a lot of uh, uh, trolling stuff on the YouTube for the whole pronoun situation. I just want to explain that our channel, our brand is for everyone. Uh, you shouldn't get hung up on that or trip out on that. So um, if that really bothers you, if that's such a thing, just don't even bother tuning into the live streams. Find something else. Uh, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but I did want to shout out because some of our other teams were getting affected by that, and I want to let them know that I have your back, our brand has your back, um, and that's ridiculous. You shouldn't have to tolerate that, put up with it, or deal with it, or any of that stuff. So um, just want, now that that's out of the way, let's dive deep into the media deep dive. Now, this, this series that I do for each role is not about the rollability. It's not about the crunch, not about the tech. This is about you know more flavor. This is about the role... Uh, you know, basically different ways to play it, the archetypes, the life path options, which, you know, Cyberpunk Red has just amazing life path stuff, um, especially individually for each role. Um, this, we're also going to get into recommended stats and skills, all that stuff. So like I said, this isn't about the crunch. I have a separate video for that. Check out the, the role ability breakdown for the media role uh, ability, credibility. Uh, this is all about flavors. So let's get into it uh, today. You might notice I have a guest with me, Will, who's known as Looper on my monthly team Veritas last Wednesday of every month. 
Uh, what's up, Will? Why don't you introduce yourself, let people know where they can find you online, and maybe uh, uh, tell them about Team Veritas a little bit. Hey, my name's uh, Will Huddleston. I, uh, I'm, uh, yes, Looper on Team Veritas. You can find me, uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, and um, you can find me on the Discord on, uh, on Cyber Nation Uncensored. I'm, I'm Rook on there. Uh, 8284, but looks fine. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Billy Huddles or uh, you can Facebook, Facebook me if you want. Um, but uh, yeah, Team Veritas uh, had a great first uh, first season there. Um, taken down, we were a, uh, a media neocorp uh, that we started as Team Veritas with our crew of uh, an executive, um, a solo um a fixer uh our our lawman died in action and our nomad was called home and then i of course play the the media and we have a new player apparently joining us in our little media corp uh ensemble cast well we've Uh, we've cycled in a few we started off with wandering uh wandering dm Uh, we all know simon and uh he had a heroic death for his character where he got some information for the team and then we were lucky enough to get uh, our buddy Jan Sick in there as 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 a new solo, um, and then our own uh, uh, nomad played by Tracy Miss Magitech. Uh, she had to go uh, for some other stream stuff, and um, and so we have a new character uh, replacing her uh, coming up on the last Wednesday of this month. Uh, we all know her as Jamie Minch, uh, as part of the Patreon, part of our community, part of our chat and stuff. Um, so yeah, we've. It's been a, it's been kind of a, a cycle of some new players there, but it's been a lot of fun. I love the fact it's a NeoCorp uh, based around media, you know, and I thought that's why it would be perfect to have you in, have you for uh, the media deep dive. Um, Honored. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before uh, before we get started, I just want to take a moment to shout out uh, since I mentioned Patreon, my supporters there um, that basically are the fuel on my fire. Uh, Kevin Moreno, Joseph Holder, uh, Will right here, who's not just uh part of the support system, but also part of the content creation part of it now, you know, on this side of the stream and everything, not just with the gameplay, but uh, with this content and great information for the community. Awesome. Uh, and your beautiful wife, Naomi Madlass, Jamie Minch, who I mentioned, he's going to be joining on Team Veritas, uh, John Erfurt, Leaded Coffee, Michael Edmonds, a.k.a. Kira, Chris Anderson, Dolan Pondsmith, who's a Pondsmith, uh, awesome artist. You can see her uh, channel on the Cyber Nation Uncensored Discord. We have a very active community there. Make sure you join it. Matt James, who's also GM Reservoir Panda, Rothen, a.k.a. Renegade420, Renegade who's part of my team Ghost every month, uh, Revolver Gray, Steve Barr, who's part of Sirenscape. Shout out to Sirenscape, an official sponsor here. I'll get their sounds going when we dive in. Uh, Zeno, Zach, a.k.a. Uh, GM Capricious Nature, runs our Fallout uh, gameplay every Friday, and the Cyberpunk uh, Red Nomad team every Saturday. Cyber Smiley, who does the Forlorn Dopes first and uh, third Wednesday of every month with us with uh, Data Fortress 2020's uh, Wisdom, Legends of Cyberpunk. If you don't know Cyber Smiley and Data Fortress, tune into that, check it out. Uh, Raven, Andy Stretton, Copious Salt, Jorge, and Tracy Goodwin. Seriously, all of you are the fuel on my fire. Really appreciate it. You keep me going, creative, creating content, gameplay, all that stuff. You keep the community growing, and you know, without you, it just wouldn't be the same. So seriously, thank you so much. Um, like I mentioned with Sirenscape, uh, let's get some of those sounds going. Uh, some city sounds. Uh, let me know in chat, you know, if sirens and things get a little too much and you can't hear us. Um, I'll tone it down a bit. 
Um, but I do like to get those city sounds going, put us in the mood like we're in the middle of Night City. Like I said, this isn't about crunch. This is about flavor. Let's start with the life path of the media role. Um, the media role, um, as you know, you know, it's all kinds of uh, content creation and getting information across. Um, Will, I'll let you start it off. Um, Cyberpunk Red has an amazing life path uh, system. We can start with a description of the media role if you want. Um, or we can get into, you know, just dive right into the life path. Uh, and then we'll get into archetypes, recommended stat skills, all that stuff. And chat at any time. You want to contribute ideas, you have a question, just throw it in there and we'll make it part of it. You see it's right there on the screen. But uh, Will, take the mic. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, media is a, it's a really, uh, I feel like it's a slept on role. Um, it is one of the most powerful, in my opinion, when you, when you really get up there. I mean, uh, they're storytellers. They're spinning the truth out there they're uh you know they're they're the ones making sure you know people know how you know how oh, what's going on under their noses and how they're getting taken advantage of and fighting typically for truth but um yeah you could really you could really expand on that with uh, some of these life paths um i mean i, I think i could just dive right into these uh life paths because the generic life paths i think it'd be funny just to see you know how from any life path, either from the smallest, you know, and uh, growing up on the streets, or to being a high-end executive, how you get to being, uh, you know, telling stories like this, or either trying to take down uh, corrupt politicians or corporations, or maybe even boosting them up and lying for them. But uh, oh, I like uh, uh, Jay Grace's Elf Lines online streamer. Um, that's yeah. a great example. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's start, like you said, let's go into the, the specific uh, life path for media. Anybody following along in the rule book, you have that Cyberpunk Red rule book. It's on page 63 of the PDF. Uh, what were you going to mention? Sorry. Oh, I, said, I said 62. I was looking at page 62. but. but oh, yeah, yeah. 63. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on the PDF there. I'm just on, on the beginning of it. Uh, but yeah, starting right there at the top of the individual media uh, life path. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you get with like a blogger starting that out. Um, you know, maybe you know, you it'd be funny to see like just a, a just a free agent that's uh, <laughs> just typing out their mind and nobody's listening and posting it out on the data pools and slowly you're getting traction or maybe you're even contracted by some big corporation to like write you know a blog post for them, boosting them up or you know that. That type of thing. Even being a you know vlog, I think that could go hand in hand with being a vlogger, like a elf line streamer. You know, I was maybe. just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say it's it's funny. Jay Gray started with that before we dove in. Uh, it's 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 like he knows the life path of media or something. Um, but yeah, absolutely, that's that's a prime example. The online yeah. version, you know. Um, yeah, because I, th I I think that can go hand in hand. Uh, blogger, vlogger, um, you know, being that kind of online personality. Um, kind of freelance for the most part, seems like. Uh, then you got, you know, writer of, you know, typically books, um, being a full-fledged author out there. That's, uh, you know, you got your, um, your Hunter S. Thompson types out there maybe, or or even just, uh, you know, full-out expose on, uh, you know, a full paperback cover, <laughs> going, oh, yeah. writing two, 300 pages and, taking your time with that oh and especially uh, like when i think of uh cyberpunk red and you think of books you know you, if you 
think about traditional verse, ver, you know, versus like a digital scream sheet or some, you know, hologram future version of a book or pop up, you know, or some uh, uh, evolved version of a book or, or old school, you know, maybe so- someone's in some crazy high rise loft, like hired by some, you know, crazy exec or something to sit there with like ink and a feather and handwrite in like old school cursive font like ink and like an old paper bound leather you know like something from the old old worlds anyways yeah (laughs) chiseling it out of stone maybe right yeah like you know when i took books in cyberpunk red you know it it could it could go in any direction real i mean yeah there's um you know especially with books being so, so at that point feeling like i mean it's hard to get through on books even today in in our world and it's only 2022 i can only imagine the cyberpunk realm it's hard to get people to sit down and just right. practice in a book you're trying you know? to sur- yeah you're trying to survive you barely have time to read you know unless maybe you're reading like survival manuals and so, i don't know or, or a gossip <laughs> writer yeah uh, but yeah um then the videographer um you know i mean maybe you're kind of in the uh you know kind of photography journalism side where you're just telling a picture with, with stories or video and uh letting letting that uh that footage kind of speak for itself or maybe maybe you have a rocker boy as your um as you know your main reporter that's on the camera and you're just getting the footage but exactly uh, I, also a, like a I was gonna oh. say it's almost like a kind of a combination uh I, when i think of looper on team veritas he's a bit of a videographer but, you know, bit of book or blog in a way, like you guys put out the screen sheet and have your official thing that you sell your stories, but it's very video based. Looper has that, you know, mounted digital camera. and Oh, yeah. He has, you know, plenty of links in there for, you know, you can where you can access the, the direct footage or, you know, what he's mentioning. Um, I didn't think it'd be cool to like because I, I was when I was going over these earlier uh, for like a videographer, um, you know, it. it all the different, uh, you know, career paths that you could be, you know, going on. I mean, you're thinking about, um, you know, heading back to say like your, uh, your rocker boy deep dive, all the different career paths that it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be just a musician and, you know, it doesn't have to be just a you know, reporter type. And, you know, the videographer really spoke to me as like, you know, what if I could, I could only even imagine, um, you know, cause there's shows on, you know, net net fifty four. Maybe your media is a is a cameraman, oh, exactly. a videographer, one of those shows, and has a whole uh, uh, steady cam rig that pops out. You know, pop out steady cam. Rig. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but then you have a, a documentarian. Um, you know, maybe you're making some Ken Burns boring ass documentaries, or um, hell, maybe you're even some sort of you know, uh, what's his name, Sasha Baron Cohen, doing some Borat or Ali G type of using acting checks and, you know, making your uh, documentaries that way. Um, but, uh, or an investigative reporter, kind of like Looper, um, you know, getting, just digging in there, um, you know, on the scene, hitting the beat, kind of more, more like the stereotype of what you kind of really imagine, like the, I think the stereotype of, of a media kind of comes out of an, an investigative reporter a little bit. Um, you know the Bess Isis, the, the Regina Jones from the from the 2077 video game type of deal. Um, oh, and I like I, I missed that uh, PWB saying like uh, how about a gossip writer? I think he was putting that in on the blogger side possibly, but um, but I like that definitely a gossip writer. And in Cyberpunk Red, there's there's probably a lot of that too. 
Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and this last one, um, and keeping in mind anybody that's not familiar with the Cyberpunk Red, get the rule book. You know what we're talking about. But the whole life path is broken into sections. But that last one we kind of chatted about prior to this, which was Street Scribe. Um, and what did that what did that say to you, Will? Uh, Street Scribe, like that was uh, it was pretty ambiguous in my like I was trying to do some digging online. Um, you know, I mean, maybe you're, you know, handing out pamphlets on the street that you just type up and you have no distribution or, you know, uh, possibly, you know, I know you touched on this with the, the rocker boy being a, you know, a graffiti artist, but, you know, you could possibly be some sort of graffiti artist that tells a story across exactly. like a large mural or, you know, triptych or something like that, that, you know, speaks with, you know, artistry and, or sculpting or something like that. Maybe that's the way you do it. Or maybe you're just you know, a uh, crazy guy on the street shouting about, you know, the end is exactly, nigh. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny is all of those things you said are exactly what went through my head when we kind of went, had that little chat earlier prior to the stream. Um, it absolutely kind of felt like that. Um, Jay Grace says, the original cyberpunk media is Edison Carter from the old Max Hedrum show. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's perfect. <laughs> but, um... But no, I, I, I absolutely think that the uh, a street scribe, though, when I think of that and I think street, I think, you know, it, it could be as as extreme as, like you said, the, the crazy person, you know, quote unquote, on the corner that's just very opinionated about some stuff, you know, just screaming. And like I, I picture it like that or it's the guy kind of working around. And a lot of this does kind of play into what's what is awesome about Cyberpunk Red multi-classing. Like you mentioned the rocker. The rocker boy position but look at a fixer too and i think street scribe it's very tapped into networking and, and media role kind of is that you know media rocker boy fixer they all can kind of weave a little bit into each other's realms you know depending on where they place the power of their skills and stats and stuff you know but um but yeah that that multi-classing really uh, to me plays a lot into it um, look at pwb uh, conspiracy radio host uh, that's a great example yeah yeah um, oh, an outrunner, kind of like the tarot paintings in 2077. Yeah, exactly. Or you even make me think like a tarot card reader on like the corner, you know, like maybe a little, maybe a little leftover from Cyber Generation, knowing a little something like like the character Vero from Team Veritas that you ran into, created yeah. that NPC. Uh, but yeah, that almost has like a street scribe vibe, right? You know, like they kind of have their ear to the ground. Um, I picture that, like you know, no, knowing what's up in the underground a little bit, maybe. Um, yeah. I'm message maybe even through like you know like uh like in cockney slang type of deal where they had you know things that rhymed to like send the message so that the the man didn't really know what they're talking about you know exactly um, um and then uh yeah once once you get through kind of what kind of media are you you get into the how does your work reach the public uh, um yeah and that was a monthly ma um they have monthly magazine on there uh blog, Main Street, vid, vid, news channel, book sales, screen sheets. And it's funny to me how like these could easily just jump in like, oh, you're a writer, you know, a book. So your, how, your work only reaches through book sales. And I think it'd be, you know, clever to see, you know, how these um, really combine with each other, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, you're uh, maybe you're a writing, um, you know, a writer of books but your um, work comes out and say like a, um, you know, like a, a mainstream fit fit that, you, you know, that you have a contract with where you write up their books and they'll, they'll promote you every, every time you release it, as long as you have that stamp on the cover or something. So, you know, with a monthly magazine, you know, you, 
you know, you get your uh, you got one your one month shot to do that. So I mean, hopefully that covers the uh, the rent. <laughs> yeah, that it, it always it feels like that though. Just as a GM, as as look at a player point of view, look how like well, even with a monthly stream, or I have like my weekly stream with Sirenscape, right? And um, you know, it, it, it's it's like that though. Like every campaign kind of feels like that. Like you're kind of running these these main mission gigs to pay your monthly expenses and work through it so it, it would make sense that kind of these are your um you know how your work reaches the public you know and, and it's awesome it gives you these six options here um yeah and i, I think i think uh most of us well especially the way you guys run because you have a, you have a neocorp um like i said you kind of lean on a couple of these um so that's kind of cool yeah with like the blog which you know already we already talked to get fit as you know a vlog as well where you're just streaming yourself or just writing huge blurbs that get out there um you know yeah a lot, a lot of these could you know you can feed into a lot of these uh or just one of them if you'd like i mean main, you know your mainstream vid you know, that's you know could be a streamer that you have a uh, a partnership with or it could be one of the more popular uh, like cyberpunk tiktok type of deals you know or that's yeah. viral or um hell maybe i mean you know you get you get put in stuff like that where this depends on how you want to run uh your media and how you because you can roll these things and say like you know say you roll that you're an investigative reporter for a news channel with you know and um you know fair honest reporting and then um you know with ecological impact stories and you know are you does that mean you're reporting on a petrochem disaster that you know that they polluted the ocean and swept it under the rug or are you a weather person for net 54 you know like right no, I think that's um, the fun part too. Is uh, you know that that's where all this comes in, you know, and that's what's awesome about a session zero. You know, you roll this up and you give it that flavor, you give it that life as you create the character and work that out with the GM, and um, and then it kind of gives it that flavor. But like you just tapped into the next step. Once you kind of figure out, uh, you know, how you're getting the story across to the public, it goes into this whole section of how ethical are you, and the first thing is rolling on ethics. Let's go over those. Yeah. Um... So that, yeah, fair, honest reporting, strong ethical practices. You only report the veritable truth. I mean, you know, you're not taking bribes. You're not um, even if the you might not have a, the greatest opinion of uh, corporation. You're not going to be sitting there making up lies for them. You know, uh, that might not you know like stink bomb. That might not be the route for you if you're going to be a, a big gossip. Exactly. You know? uh, no, and that's what's cool um, to kind of I don't know streamline this chart because of the way it is. It's like, don't really need to dive into the different options. It's kind of laid out just so people know, you know, where as you go from one through six or whatever, it's just, you know, completely honest to totally corrupt and just think of everything in between. You know, it's like fair and honest, but willing to bend the truth a little bit, you know, we'll occasionally do this, uh, you know, so it just kind of takes you through that, that sort of spectrum up to completely Lie. corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> Fabricating evidence. And, uh, you know, it just, and it would be really interesting to see, you know, what a uh, someone playing just an absolute evil media that works for the, uh, you know, like a, a corrupt cor uh, corporation that's trying to come up with, you know, evidence and lies to like take down a really, you know, good politician or a really good, you know, corporation and try to make them look bad. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, then the but stories yeah, what, you want to. Yeah, I was just going to say, but yeah, once you do set up the ethics and you have that sort of 
I don't know where you are. And that might be something maybe, you know, I, I think it's fun to roll all the other parts. And maybe if you're into diversifying your role play, you're cool with rolling your ethics and stuff. But sometimes, I don't know, you, you want to choose your alignment, so to speak, or at least your, your ethics because you know how you want to role play that character. But sometimes it's fun to roll it and just see kind of where the dice fall, you know. Um, but, yeah, once you do uh, figure out the ethics side of it, then it's like what, what types of stories do you want to tell still falling, falling within that that sort of ethical era, era, I feel like. But um, but yeah, what types of stories? Let's go over that section. Yeah, there's you know political intrigue, you know taking down politicians, uh, you know ecological impact, um, you know is reporting on like a um, not BP in this case, but yeah, like petrochem, you know, or you know they're they're or biotechnica, like how they you know or with our celebrity news, um, the, all the all the celebrity gossip that you could really get into and and trying to you know be like a paparazzi type of type of media or uh corporate takedowns like uh how team veritas is doing taking down uh orlov importify um editorials just being you know uh, uh, just running your opinions and um and takes on things you know and uh propaganda maybe you're just feeding into the machine and trying to um make that bigger you know, like I said, maybe being corrupt and working for uh, working for the bad guy. Exactly. And that kind of, uh, I think, you know, since we're getting into the, that sort of talk of working for the bad guy, being the good guy, you know, and that, that ethical kind of pull yeah. of how you play a media, that, that to me brings me right into the next section of the deep dive, which is archetypes. I love getting into this because I feel like in combination of speaking of ways that you can play a media, <clears throat> I love giving examples. Um, like like you mentioned, uh, William uh, S. Thompson, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, or H- Hunter S. Thompson, and you mentioned who? Uh, who did you mention? Uh, there was a couple that you mentioned, right? Uh, hold on, Sasha sorry. Baron Cohen. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, there's a few at the beginning, and I wanted to make note, and I completely didn't write them down. But I was like, ah, oh, that's perfect for the archetype section. But it oh, yeah. le- it leans into kind of the way that you might want to play a media. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into the archetypes. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, yeah, being that kind of, uh, like, I, I mean, I had a couple down here of, you know, some real people that are, I mean, or, well, um, yeah, look, look at the examples, kind of ones that you had there. And before you, before you mention those, one thing I, I want to mention, uh, cause we did mention about, a um, multi, uh, multi-classing, um, is the fact that, uh, I think it's interesting to play a media, that, you know, are you focused on the story and just breaking the story as just a straight media? Or are you looking for that fame side of it where you might be kind of like a rocker boy media? I think that was mentioned in chat as well. But it reminds me of like the, the Oprah Winfrey, Bill Nye, the science guy style medias. You know what I mean? Like TV personalities that still kind of give some sort of media coverage, whether it's like, um, you know, gossip like, stuff or whatever. But but I think like that, that rocker media, there's that sort of TV personality that's still media, but playing into the rocker boy and fame side of it versus ones that maybe are focused more on the story that might multi-class into the fixer realm, if not just the straight media, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you know, whether it's someone that wants to be, you know, on camera is like that, you know, vlogger type of, you know, person or uh, reporter that's, you know, like you get someone like Geraldo Rivera, you know, or, or something example. like that. Yeah, they're just you know constantly in front of the camera, but they're also breaking the story. But you know, it's they want you to know their face that they got it. You know, and uh, others, it's you know, it might just be, hey, they want the story to speak for themselves. Um, 
you know, it depends on if you want to fill in that type of a, uh, if you're just trying to get intel on the streets and, and spread that information. Yeah, I think you'd follow more into that kind of, if you're going uh, that, you know, and that with that media, uh, that um, multi-classing mindset, yeah, that'd be more like a fixer, but like, yeah, rocker boy or, oh, yeah. um, That's like, um, I like PWB mentioning, I have a media that reports on markets to help the little guy find goods. And that it reminds me too about the, the, you know, good versus evil side of it. Like if you're a media, are you sitting there just, you know, getting paid off, uh, you know, to put out stories? Um, Sean from uh, uh, Roll to Cast, Baby Beard Media, plays a media in my Team Ghost monthly game. And uh, he plays uh, an old guy that back in the 2020 days, he used to just put out any story. He could be bought, you know, like corporations would pay him just to put out propaganda stories, media ad stuff, you know, just to sell it. He didn't care. And now he's trying to make up for his old ways by put, breaking real stories and doing right and, you know, make a better rep for himself in his older age. Um, and I think that's something kind of cool with the media is like. Um, and, I, I, you know, I don't want to get into the, the rollability breakdown. Like I said, I have a complete other video for that. But just the power behind a media being able to completely take down a corporation, change things. Like if, if the believability is there, you have enough evidence. But it's like good or bad. Like is that evidence real? Is it is it stuff that you made up that like you know is is kind of corrupt to, to do something fucked up? Or is it like are you are you trying to break a story to do good? Or are you, are you trying to you know break a story to help the little guys find source materials that they couldn't normally find uh, during red when it's hard to find? But um, but I think a media being that, you know, not just powerful, but like, man, they could, they could be really good or really bad, like evil or good, you know. I mean, and especially like, yeah, that high because that you know at a low level, I mean, you know, being the evil type. I mean, is there really good and evil in this in this game? <laughs> well, yeah, because like we talk about that in in the gameplay, how sometimes you have to. You know, do some fucked up stuff and interrogate or, you know, use your weapons or twist the truth a little, lie to someone to get them to reveal something to do this. Like, even even when you're trying to do good, sometimes you have to do some crazy stuff because it is the time of red. It is cyberpunk. It's the dark dystopian future, you know? But, hey, maybe, because I was, I, I even, I, I was thinking, because uh, when I hit um, with a videographer, you know, maybe you worked for a film crew and, you know, how even just looking at the different roles how how all of them could uh, it would be cool to see a campaign of uh like a film crew type of deal with you know your rocker boy is your actor and your uh but then because I, I was the videographer jumped out i was like the easily could play as a director of photography even the director himself you know getting the shots and you have you know the rest of the, it you could easily tweak just the names to make them different roles in a in a film and um, it'd be, you know, cool like that. So to just tell, uh, you know, instead of telling it as a, um, you know, documentary or a, um, you know, straight report, you know, it make it more of like a narrative style. And like, um, you know, you could, you know, tell the story of, um, what was the guy, uh, movie Foxcatcher with, um, you know, I don't know why that popped into my head with Steve Carell. I don't know what, but oh, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. type of narrative stories that are, you know, based on a true story to get like awareness out about a, a certain thing. And you, you go and maybe shoot an entire film about it, you know, to, you know, with your crew. Um, but yeah, that, but ba you know, that word, uh, let's see here what I had. Um, jotted some ideas down before this. And of course it's all just dancing around on the page on me now. 
Uh, yeah, no, you have, um, or like a, just a straight up tell it as it is, you know, uh, like news, you know, anchor type, like uh, Philip DeFranco or Anderson Cooper. Um, just no nonsense, you know, cut and dry. Um, See, that to me leans more towards like straight media or even like that fixer media, even though they, even though like it's, it's out there, it's like, you know, less behind the scenes, m- more out there. Like when I think of, of, of media people that, that have that fame, um, but less rocker. I think when I think rocker, I think of the ones that like try to make like a brand out of their fame or whatever. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, like Michael Moore or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? But like I said earlier, like the Oprah Winfrey's out there, you know, like that style or, you know. Where it's so, it's because it's the person who's Bill saying Nye. it. To, yeah, make it, you know, almost uh, like the, the person saying it, you know, carries the story almost sometimes. Right. Um, yeah, those are, I mean, it, it's fun to just see like how you could just, you know, warp some of these life paths into, you know, just being you know, completely different than they were meant to be, you know, um, you know, just made it, just making it your own, because I feel like that they made that our, our Talsorian did this, you know, brilliantly where some of these things are ambiguous yet, you know, they look like they could fit together, you know, perfectly with like, you know, like I said before, writer with books and of course, you know, Oh, how does your work reach the public book sales? We'll maybe flip that or something, you know, or, you know, that you're, uh, you know, a, a, um, a videographer and, you know, your, your stuff goes on, you know, at, uh, book sales because you've, you know, you've done some promotional work for somebody else who does write a book, you know? Right. No, I agree. I think that, uh, that, that's the beauty behind, well, most role-playing games, but, uh, you know, Artel Sorin and Cyberpunk in general, this has been since 2020 until now, but just, the. Uh, the flexibility and how much that they encourage people like make it your own. You don't like a particular rule, something about it. Like, you know, number one rule with all this stuff is have fun. <laughs> you know, so if you're not having fun, just change some things. So you start having fun. Cause that's the whole point. It's a game. You should, it should be like, you know, for me, it's fun. And it's a little bit of therapy too. Like I love role playing. It just like gets you out of reality for a moment. lets you blow off some steam, get a little crazy, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, no, cause looper is very much, uh, not, you know, always like me He's, he makes them very i would uh, hope not foolish decisions that i would not make like but i i try to get into that you know that mindset and then after the game you know i'll be like oh i was really in it because i was I, I was getting into his head making these split second decisions and you know i i uh one of one of the um inspirations i do take from him is you know a little bit of hunter s thompson just that kind of uh gonzo s journalism just Running with a running with a pack on the streets, trying to you know, or even by yourself when you slip into a uh, some ruins with a bunch of <laughs> vice I think, and. I think I even and... joked with Looper talking about taking him through backcountry or something like yeah. at one point. Didn't I mention something? I can't it's, remember, it's... but. That's I mean, awesome. yeah. I mean, uh, parting with the with the locals to get the story, you know, type of deal. Oh yeah, yeah. No media's and and again, like I said, media they're so powerful with that rollability, but it does kind of flex a little bit of like rocker boy meets fixer, but on this sort of like I think it, uh, oh it was uh, James Hutt I had on the media rollability breakdown video, if I'm not mistaken, 
and I think it was him. If it wasn't on that, it was on a, a GM roundtable episode. But uh, James Hutt even said, like, man, media has pot- the media role has potential to be game breaking. Mm-hmm. Like, it can almost be game breaking if like the GM can't handle things right. And like, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could easily just be like, oh, I'm going to take down Arasaka now, and I'm level 10, so the whole place is going to believe me, and everyone in the world now hates them. Be like, wow, you just kind of, all right. Yeah, you, you, gather, you gather up enough evidence, you put it out there, you know. Uh, but that's why I said, like, I think it's kind of fun when it's that powerful of a role, um, you know, to see how a player leans into the archetypes, you know, whether good or evil, that sort of multi-classing vibe. Um, and I think the examples that we gave are great. Um, chat anybody, anybody in chat, any more examples, feel free to drop it in. And on Life Path, you know, as we move on to different sections of this deep dive, you can always chat about something that we previous, previously discussed and we'll mention it. Um, Stink Palm in there in chat says, Our Talsorian even did a bunch of Twitter threads on reskinning every role. Oh, that's right. That's right. Absolutely right. That was so cool. Um, Jay Gray posted that uh, not too long ago. Um, they also did threads on multi-classing every role. I love the versatility. Exactly. Great, great example. I saw that on the Cyberpunk red, um, subreddit, too, that they were making those individual posts. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing that. Um, I completely forgot about that. Uh, great to bring that up. Stink Palm. Anybody watching, make sure you follow our Talsorian on Twitter and uh, check out that those previous tweets. Um, but, yeah, let's get into, uh, obviously, you know, if any more examples pop up, uh, drop them in. Anything more on archetypes, we can get into that. We can backtrack. But... Uh, Unless there's any, let's see, PWB says, what would be an anti-media, evil media, maybe prop, propagandist? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like a kind of, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, a media using his power for, for, uh, for evil. Like, you know, gathering evidence to build up the believability, which gives them that bonus on that role for credibility. I, again, I'm not going to get into the rollability <laughs> breakdown. I know some of that might be French. If you're new to Cyberpunk Red, dive in. You'll, you'll, you'll get it with the, uh, the rules. But um, but yeah, like, what if some of that is made up? Like, you know, if if you're you're gathering evidence, but it's stuff that you've done previous roles, like with persuasion, interrogation, and acting, and forgery, or whatever you've done to successfully create evidence that gives you that bonus on that rollability role, but you're using it for evil. It's absolutely not real, but you've got the public believing it, and you've been able to manipulate uh, whatever the story is. Uh, sure. Right. Imagine as as you rise the ranks and you know your that role ability you know you become more you know famous and whatnot or your your stories have carry a lot more weight i am i would imagine you know some of those more corrupt uh, you know corporations reaching out to you and be like hey we'll offer you a, a lot a lot of money if you write this type of story and you might be able to uh you know prod your prod your player who might have that you know oh i'm i'm i only write truth and and justice type stories and like really yeah how much money is it going to take for you to break that that moral code of yours you know um you know especially that was like the the character like i mentioned that that sean plays in my team ghost uh you know how he used to be back in the day you know i mean stink palm stink palm mentions in chat it could be a pr agent uh for an evil corp you know trying to convince the public that an evil corp is actually helping people you know, like, oh, sure. I mean, that that goes on these days, you know, like, so it's a 100 percent happening in a dystopian dark future, you know, um, the, the, the company over there that's doing it for nonprofit is actually, oh, right. you know, screwing you over. And this company over here that, you know, you should be paying them that that twenty dollar, you know, daily fee or whatever. It's, 
Oh, look, at, look how many charities uh, get exposed for, you know, barely passing the donations on and like they, they just find loopholes and like there's so much corruption just in, in, in like I said, in reality these days in, in our oh, yeah. reality. So you can only imagine like if you can get creative in a dark dystopian future of cyberpunk in Night City, especially um, being the sort of international waters of the dystopian future of cities. You know what I mean? It's like this. Uh, anyways, uh, let, let's let's get back to media. Let's let's take it from archetypes and examples uh, into uh, recommended stats and skills. OPWB. What about a good media that is stuck working for a state-controlled network? Oh, exactly. To me, that's like straight media. You know, like if you're just paint, playing media somewhat straight, um, you know, you're just you're gathering evidence, you're breaking stories, which is fun. Like that's to be traditional media. You're gonna you're gonna get get into a lot of uh, sticky situations, but. Um, but telling you you can't prove you can't print that right right oh and you know it, it it allows for some good role play in situations where like you know you're working for a straight state controlled network and maybe there's certain things you can't do certain lines you can't cross but ah but i got to break this story and my boss is really cracking down on me so i'm gonna do this hopefully nobody finds out <laughs> you know that can i can see some fun with that um mm-hmm. but like i said let's get into some recommended uh stats and skills uh, when you think of media, what do you think with uh, with stats and skills and ways to play it? Um, I mean, I, the top three that, to me, that come off of uh, intelligence, cool, and empathy. Because, I mean, intelligence, you're, I mean, basically, you're first off, you're going to want to know how to read. So, uh, but I mean, you want to know how to put, you know, some abstract things together, sniff out leads where, you know, others might not be able to, uh, remembering something you saw once that ties everything together, uh, being aware of your surroundings in general, just um, coming up with clever ways to get in and out of situations based on, you know, what you have at hand, you know, and, and then that cool and, cool and empathy, you know, going hand in hand. I mean, you're, you're going to be needing to grease some wheels, you know, at some point or another as media. So, um, so yeah. know, that, no, I was gonna say I, I I was thinking the same thing too. That uh, for me, that the top stats are like you know empathy, intelligence, uh, empathy or cool, kind of like on that same sort of teeter with intelligence. Like, but again, I think it it, it plays into to what kind of archetype you know, what kind of media are you playing? Because obviously, like you know, if you're the guy that's just trying to you know figure out the facts and break a good story, and you're a clean reporter and like you're trying to do what's right and like. Maybe you're focused more on intelligence and, and stuff like library search and local expert stuff, conversation, uh, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, you know, education, maybe a little bit into social skills, human perception. But to me, man, if you're, if you're going to lean into the, the, the potential evil side that, that a media could be or, or you know you're going to, like you said, have to grease a few palms or maybe even use a little bribery or persuasion Maybe you've got a couple little combat skills so you can intimidate, you know, and get what you need done when you're interrogating um, through some persuasion. To me, like, you know, then you're going to lean more into that empathy and that cool stuff. So it, I don't know. It it always depends well, that, on how you're going to play that media to me. It, it, yeah, it always – I mean, like, you could have it – so many. I mean, like, even with uh, – maybe you have – but you rely a lot on, you know, your video camera or photography or something like that. You're going to, you know, want that skill with, with tech. Um, or if you plan on, you know, maybe – getting around uh security and whatnot using pickpocketing and uh and pick locks you know like break in there you know it depends on if you're you're the type of media that's going to be willing to do that or 
And that also you know. comes into team play too. Like if you're a team and you're like, oh, well, I've got a fixer on the team. I've got a solo. Like maybe I'm not worried as much on picking the lock in this. I can focus more on this side. You know, like, you know, you can kind of work team dynamics to be the best team. Veritas, for example, you know. Um, but, uh, uh, and Stink Palm back on what we were saying. And just a moment ago, he says uh, in chat, human perception is important for getting facts straight. Absolutely. You got to, you know, read those little uh, facial expressions, those little twitches and inconsistency the little the blinking the sweating you know the the raised pulse that you see happening in the vein you know uh all kinds of great human perception things that you can pick up on or, or role play into the game but definitely good for a media yeah because i mean i feel like a media just has um you know you, you gotta have uh like your, your swiss army knife of different tools and available because i mean you might need to talk to someone here but you might need to get a little creative and search in here might need to break into this office might need to uh you know get get some good footage might need to so i mean it's you know sometimes you need to be a little bit of a jack of all trades so i mean it always you know you, that luck too but i mean you know treating yeah, it just oh. but i mean it doesn't work for your your role ability so i mean but it, you might need it for uh because trying to uh have a little skill in here and there might bring your overall uh, like you might not have a six and everything you might have you know twos and threes and stuff like that you know and so that luck is really gonna come in handy oh yeah no and i think uh you just mentioned something that i always think is important with uh you know with cyberpunk uh with the way it is it's almost like there's these certain sort of like i don't know staple uh skills or things that you focus on that every character could kind of do well with if you're on an edge runner team which every team is kind of an edge runner team whether you're running a neocorp like team mm -hmm. veritas team yeah. ghost is kind of doing the medical neocorp but i have other edge runner teams that are just kind of independent doing gigs you know like traditional style um i feel like with all those teams in cyberpunk there's always like you know persuasion stealth some type of combat whether you're into melee martial arts or hand-to-hand -hand brawling or you know using a a, a gun of some type but I feel like whereas those are like, you know, the, the certain things, jack of all trades, the certain skills that fit in with every role should have, they're always role played a little different, right? So like whereas everyone should have their their perception because, you know, you're always trying to check out things in the enter room. It's always used a little different, just like um, where like a solo might use it to find like the hidden cameras or like leaning on human perception for like, does this, does anybody in here look like they might be getting violent or look like they're, they're scoping up, you know, looking us up and down for weapons and like that sort of thing. Whereas a media might do it to see who's lying or telling the truth to break a story or perception to kind of lay out uh, who might be looking like they witnessed something earlier, who looks a little nervous out of this group. So you see how, even though there might be these skills and stats that are, blanketed like my staple ones i feel like every team kind of should have these few they're always like dynamic even within how you know with how you use them and role play them no yeah ab absolutely because you know yeah like for uh you know conceal reveal check like i because i even have was listening like you might want to uh you know slip a video camera or a uh you know a bug somewhere you know to hide that so you can flip out of the room and they don't you know then your surveillance is going on without you know um Whereas, yeah, like a, a solo might use that to hide a gun instead. You know, it's. Um, I like that uh, PWB uh, in chat. Uh, well, first, Stink Palm's a jack of all trades, like a bard in D&D. They also tell stories, definitely. And PWB, um, as a DM, EMP would be a good check for how effective an article or report is at changing the audience's opinion. That's kind of within the role ability, though, when you do the whole 
you know, believability check uh, with or credibility. You know, when you do that end result, I'm breaking the story. Um, but I like that, like maybe along the way or like little stories or side arc story or something within a particular story. Like you break the story, it's you, you hit that believability. But then uh, because of the, what the, the particular content of that story is, maybe it falls into some something that, that, that leans into empathy. And then you can do a separate EMP check, a generic like 1T, 1D10, see if it falls under EMP or out your EMP stat or uh, add it to a particular skill maybe um, to see if, yeah, it was believable, but did it also change the audience's op opinion in a certain direction or in a certain way? Um, I like that, you know, it, to, to give it some detail like that. Um, and Stink Palm uh, says, that is why I have a chapter on uh, uses of skills in medicine in the time of red. Oh, yeah, and great time to mention uh, Stink Palm created a, a medicine in the time of red. It's on the Cybernation Uncensored website, cybernationuncensored.com. Uh, we have a bunch of free content and assets and cool stuff on that site. Uh, so if you're into cyberpunk red, uh, Fallout Dune, uh, any of that stuff, even uh, just general uh, gameplay stuff, check out the site and get some, uh, some free stuff. Um, but yeah, anything else on uh, stats, skills, uh, ways to use them, recommended ones, um, chat too. Any ideas on that too? Feel free to contribute. I mean, and those, yeah, the educate, because I mean, the social skills, I mean, obviously are going to help you, you know, get into like bribery, conversation, you know, human perception, interrogation, persuasion. Those are going to definitely help you get, you know, um, information out of people or get into places maybe you're not supposed to or you know um or even just access to information you know with your streetwise i mean maybe even um you know with trading um depends on you know how you could how you could use that uh, yeah. but then uh, trading information or something you know yeah. ha haggling a little bit like i said it leans a little bit on the fixer role a little bit on the rocker boy whether you're you're going for the fame and some of the stuff you mentioned like i almost feel like that lawman side you know when you're thinking about interrogation trying to get some information yeah, you know that sort of stuff. Uh, just how well they can the synergy, uh, but in, yeah, and like those education skills are it can really come in handy too. Uh, in in a gym, I mean, you know, with uh, something like you're going over, uh, you know, business or accounting, you know, is are you gonna find look in there and find out, you know, oh this this company is obviously money laundering this way, or like is it gonna pull it up and just be like it's a bunch of numbers, you know, it's uh, and how well you're able to to review that um i mean hell you can even if you're going the the bad the, the bad route of trying to uh you know make some good corporation look bad maybe you could get in there and use your accounting to to make it look like they've been uh oh, yeah. money laundering forging you're, their numbers. you're one of those evil medias like we were talking about earlier you know and you're 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 creating your own evidence so to speak to to break your own twisted story for your own motives you know and part of it is using your accounting skill like like you said uh to go in and, and botch some numbers so then you can act like see this is the evidence i found look they're they're botching numbers and like you know uh just and and like just these little i mean hell you could even, you could get really creative on some of the i mean it depends if you want to just have the skill and maybe it comes into play like hey maybe you know, you're going to be able to uh, coerce somebody to give you their information if you beat them in a dance competition or uh, yeah. gambling, you know, or, or something like that. So, uh, so, I mean, it really just depends on how you how you play your media and how um, I think it, 
that uh, that morality compass is a good indicator of you know what you might be willing to do and how you might be willing to go about getting some of these things. Which... It's funny too that you mentioned the dance thing on my I, my weekly Sirenscape Cyberpunk Red gameplay. I do every Thursday, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard. People should uh, tune into that on the Sirenscape Twitch channel. But uh, on they were out on a drift nation and they were uh, meeting. This guy Diego, who is running the Latin District, one of these side ships being pulled by this huge aircraft carrier, which is the District, the Citadel. And um, before he was a bit of a playboy, and before he would like sit and talk with them, they were all partying. There was like performers, people were dancing, and he's like, you know, before we talk, everyone have a drink. We did a little resist torture and drugs, and then let's dance. And, and whoever had dance skills or didn't, they had to kind of do the role. Some weren't doing good. Uh, the the rocker did very well. She was able to kind of impress Diego, who then would talk to her and. Then they could engage in some back and forth information exchange and stuff. But I totally used uh, dance to kind of be the, you know, the the door opener or whatever. <laughs> Check that one out. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just and I, I always, I mean, even for like a media, I mean, even if you're just gonna be, uh, you know, trying to um, talk your way into situations or pickpocket and uh, picklock your way into situations you know using those education skills i i still yeah recommend no, no matter who you are in this game i'd, I'd always have a fighting skill man um oh yeah at least like looper he can't brawl for shit like you know he he's you know but i mean he he can he can fire a gun uh you know because yeah he, uh, he was a he was a big tattletale when he was younger and his him and his his brother and his brother's friends used to beat him up so he's uh his mentor taught him to shoot a gun instead of using his fist because obviously he can't yeah. stand that footage with him in the robot. But yeah, I always I'd say always pick a fighting skill and you know even uh, like every every single one of the you know from awareness skills all the way through technique skills you're going to be able to find something that's going to be able to give you an edge as a media. Um, oh yeah, you know, like you said, even tech skills that you know can come into play with creative role playing. I feel like. You know, if you're a good player, you can find creative ways to kind of throw a skill use at at, a, at any level of GM. Be like, hey, uh, I want to kind of do this. Hey, can I use my skill to do like this? And like, I mean, if you're creative, absolutely, you can you can leverage those things to your benefit in any role. Um, but as a media, sure, I think uh, I think you know it it, it definitely plays into uh, uh, cyberpunk that you said. You know, uh, having some type of combat skill. I think it'd be rare to not, but I think kind of fun too. And like I said before, I, I think that that matters on, on the team if you're on a team of edge runners and you know other people are more combat ready maybe you're focused more on like intelligence gift of gab and like you're gonna hope or, or even if you're playing by yourself it might be fun to kind of make your weapon persuasion and gift of gab and hold on guys <laughs> and you're always like trying to talk your way out of every situation pinning other okay. people on each other and just like always like never touching a weapon you know <laughs> Team Veritas is own Phoenix. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen Bell's yeah. character for that, but I don't I don't know if she even yeah. has any fighting because hey, she doesn't uh, fighting at all. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to my beautiful wife Val. Uh, she was in chat. Um, I think she still is. She said she was tuning in uh, while she's working on stuff. But uh, but yeah, her fixer character. Uh, she doesn't use a gun. She only uses her blade. She has like a pop up blade. I think she used it like once, if that. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the more combat people in the team have kind of handled that sort of stuff or, or come in uh, in those situations. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, uh, I, I personally am a fan. Like, I think, you know, it, you know as a media, especially when you're going to be breaking big stories, um, 
just like I feel, well, like in any edge runner team, but I feel like net runners, because you're in systems constantly having to like cloak and hide yourself. I feel like a media is constantly like breaking stories and, you know, throwing people under the bus, like, you know, where they're getting their evidence and things from. They have to name drop. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a situation where like media, just like a net runner with a cloak situation, like it, it, it puts you out on the chopping block a bit. You know, so it's kind of good as a media, like you said, to be able to handle a gun or a blade or something. You know, oh, look, and uh, my beautiful wife Val's there in chat. She's still with us. She put a little emoji there so we know. <laughs> I mean, maybe even, uh, you know, brush up on that acting skill so that, you know, maybe you go into disguise to get your information so that, you know, they don't remember you. Well, that's as a great you... idea. Yeah, yeah. That... Uh, yeah. I was with a friend who said, and I was telling him that I was like, hey, maybe you'd have to do that. And he says, well, as like, don't you get more uh, famous as you know as you up your rank and release more stories? And it's going to be hard, to, you know. But I was like, well, acting still like goes for you know disguising your emotions, and you might be able to seem like use the acting to say like you're on somebody's side, even though they know who you are and the type of stories you you know release. You can disguise your emotions and be like, oh, I don't care about that. I care about you when you're oh, yeah. lying. No, and I I put out a uh, I think it's on my game master tip series where I talk about the dynamic ways that I use reputation in gameplay like in cyberpunk all my teams have kind of a team rep they kind of have individual player reps and sometimes I'll have dual reps like you know the rep that's public and the one that's kind of known like a fixer that constantly haggles and gets a good deal they might have a different rep when they're going in to haggle like ah, I know you you're always trying to get a good deal and you know now they're their haggle with that guy is at a, at a negative two or something uh, because their rep has now affected that because they're constantly beating the deal out of people, so to speak, with their awesome haggling, you know? Um, so, like, yeah, rep, depending on how you do it, like, reputation can come into play. So, as a media, great point to make. You might want to invest in some acting skills or, dis, you know, disguise or, uh, what is it, wardrobe and style or some, some way to kind of change yourself up and, uh, you know, do your version of cloak, you know, your real, your, your meat space, your meat space version of a Netrunner's cloak in a system, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to Val in chat. She says, I, ha I have a pop-up weapon. So, yeah, her character, Phoenix, like I said, has that pop-up blade um, that she uses. That. Yeah. Uh, she just, she avoids combat. She doesn't cheat at all costs. Generally. Yeah, it's, it's not her thing. She'd rather uh, talk her way and persuade people and then get the hell out of Dodge if things get crazy, unless she has to, you know. Hey, uh, same, with, same with Looper, but he, he usually, he'll pull out the pistol for intimidation purposes more than fire. But I hey, think the campaign i fired like three shots <laughs> exactly but you know that's why you have your solo and apparently that's why you guys have your exec your crazy wife who actually <laughs> accidentally popped up the the cop that was pretending to be the booster gang and killed off her she was she was a crazy cop though, a bad person in vice so she deserved to die but yeah, like three shots taken by me, and I think she has three bodies dropped by her. <laughs> yeah, hey, Jan Six in chat, who play, who I was just mentioning, plays the solo uh, wolf on Team Veritas. Jan Six right there said, Phoenix can talk her way out of anything. Exactly. Uh, PWB says, medias with high levels are more likely to be threatened or otherwise targeted and in need for, uh, of protecting themselves. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, medias... Just like a netrunner, I feel like netrunners constantly fucking around in different systems. If they're not remembering to drop a cloak every single time and getting good rolls on it, like eventually that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. I feel media just like that, you know, they're, especially with high levels, the, the more uh, they're threatened and as they put out stories, like I said, think about, you know, as you're revealing evidence, like eventually it's going to trail back, someone's going to someone's gonna talk and be like, oh, no, it's because of this or that. And like, I don't know, I just think media 
they put themselves out there a lot. I mean, and you know, it, uh, and I was, you know, thinking of ways that you know, with a if you had a media as as one of your players, and you know, they um, re- reveal something that you know hurts a corporation or a politician, you know. Maybe they don't uh, come directly after you. Maybe they do as you know a lot of corporations do. That oh, we did some internal structurization. We launched an internalist investigation, and they probably throw some mid-level exec under the bus who loses their job. And maybe instead of the entire corporation coming after you, that mid-level exec is trying to just come after you. And it, you know then exactly. you then come part out of it. You know, and where the story still have consequences, but you don't have to worry about as a GM. Oh, I like, love that bring Arasaka down on this one guy. Exactly. No, but there, I, I love, like, on, on my gameplay, anybody that's watched any of my streams, like, I have multiple things going on, and, like, there's going to be repercussions from, you know, three campaigns ago, things, like, coming up. Like, I'm, I love being deep like that and remember, you know, just being as, as wide as spread as I can with that. Um, but, uh, but I did want to address uh, Oof McGavin says, I play a fixer and didn't think about getting a rep for trying to haggle all the time. Well, you know, it's not a normal thing. Like I said, not every GM does that. I kind of um, started the the multiple rep situation. If you check out my Game Master Tips series, I think it's somewhere in there that I that I, I mentioned how I do it. I've been doing it a while because um, it's something that I did in my gameplay as a GM to kind of, I don't know, be more realistic with my players and teams with how life would be with it. You know, your, your rep isn't just the same everywhere you go. It's going to mean, just like the book says, it means something different in different places. So to me, it can't always be that same number. It's going to, you're going to, you're going to have to rock a couple different reps for different reasons uh, in my gameplay. And, and, you know, I think uh, other GMs, if you have, if you've seen that series or you've seen me do it or caught wind of it, maybe others are starting to do it. I'm sure if I thought of it, I didn't create it. Like, you know, this world is so populated somewhere out there probably thought of the same thing and has been doing it too. Um, But it's a lot of fun. I think it it, it just adds just a bit more depth uh, to the gameplay and it keeps keeps the players on their toes, you know? I I think uh, Oof McGavin is getting the right kind of fear. That is, I believe, I believe that is one of my players in one of the campaign I... uh, Oh, McGavin, Oof McGavin. Yeah, he's, yeah, I believe nice. that is their partner. As well as Jancic also plays a solo in that campaign that I, but, uh. Yeah, that's how we got uh, Jancic into uh, Team Veritas, as he was playing uh, with one of your teams. Uh, yeah, and PWB says, think I've mentioned before, but I've even assigned a rep to a 2020 player's gun that took out a cyborg with one shot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, that's really cool. Like, there's some lore based on that e- extreme event. So out there, yeah. like, NPCs, people, like, when that, that player pulls out that gun, you do a separate 1D10 rep roll. Like, ah, oh, people see that gun, they're like, oh, shit, I think that's that gun that I heard about that took out that cyborg. Like, yeah, that's oh. really cool. I like that. that that's that, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, just building that rep. I mean, and, like, I, I mean, ha- how it could uh you go from you know having a good reputation to becoming you know infamous you know just with you could you could easily <laughs> make that jump where you know a good reputation you know is you're more uh it's suddenly more famous for doing bad than than good um it's, it's uh it's not all just about that number as you said because um, a lot of that reputation could have been built on you being a uh you know a a truth and justice type of good guy media and you know you get all the way up there to you know seven or eight reputation then suddenly you know you're taking down charities and little right. old ladies stories. <laughs> and, yeah. and now you're gaining more reputation but it's you know it's not all built on the the bad stuff or good stuff so it's it's not all about that number 
Yeah. No, I think it's 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 a totally different type of evil. Like, you know, when you think of, you know, the rare occasion, like, in fantasy, like, D&D realm style stuff, right? Like, you think of, like, when, when people want to do, like, a chaotic evil team or some type of evil team. And it's usually based around, like, you know, who and what you're killing, right? And, like, you know, your moral... Uh, acceptance with certain aspects of that, right? But with Cyberpunk, I feel because of the role diversity, like you said, there's just so much evil that can be done without even pulling a trigger and, you know, in taking out a charity. Great example. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and, and again, it, it shows the power behind being a, a media, you know, with what you can yeah. do. I mean, you can absolutely use it for evil or good on a big level. Um, but it'd be crazy to see a Cyberpunk team that uh, is just focused on being evil. You know, and not just yeah. going around killing and stuff, but like I said, like trying to create some type of corporation that's all about being a fake charity to do this, but really is doing this evil shit. Like they're building themselves these McMansions over here and like, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. uh, it'd be crazy. I, I think that'd be really cool to see, uh, you know, a, an edge runner crew that's on the side of, uh, you know, on the side of the big bad corporation. Yeah, with I'm going to. I'm gonna make my my next my next stream team do that because like I, I you know I love doing that that's why I suggested on Team Veritas let's put together a media corp like that's some type of corp neo corp I did that with Team Ghost doing the uh, the the sort of medic uh, sort of team um, I think my next uh, stream team that I put together uh, is gonna I'm gonna make the team be some type of evil neo corp like a fake fronted charity and then they've got to think of whatever they're really doing with that. And then, you know, they've got to play into that. Like, maybe I'll do something like that. That sounds pretty crazy. Maybe it won't be forever ongoing because that would suck to always be negative and evil and stuff. But maybe that would be a fun little redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. You know, or a little five, six session like thing. Do that and then forget about those evil characters. Throw them out. It was just a, <laughs> it was just a momentary thing. But we don't need that bad karma in role, oh, yeah. in role playing that all the time. But it might be fun to do uh, momentarily, I think, you know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I uh. I've been trying to put together that same one, like put together a um, the, the how that would work with like a, a film crew and you being a media that way, you know, telling it through a, like a narrative type of uh, story instead, or you know, making brain dances and type of deal. Oh yeah, and uh, PW says, do you play up on the repercussions of a media's reporting? Absolutely. If you've seen any of my teams and streams, like. I play into repercussions and reward systems, uh, both, you know, negative and positive on every stream, every team. I try to keep it as real as possible, you know. I think it was awesome when, when you guys got Jansik in there as Wolf, the solo, uh, when he remembered. He's like, hey, why don't we have our Netrunner check the street cam and cover that up? And, like, little things like that that, like, my other teams don't do. And it comes back. Like, I, I absolutely have things like that. And uh, Jansik, who watches my other streams, um, he's aware of stuff, so he's very, like, cautious with stuff and i remember when he did that and the rest of you were like oh whoa we almost forgot about that like great thinking and um but absolutely and i think when it comes to media and doing reporting like you know there, there's you're, you're creating enemies just as much as you might be doing a breaking a great story and making good happen and obviously someone had to take a hit for the exposure for that to happen you know and like yeah. i said along the way you're digging around and doing things where so, someone might be upset you never know, but uh, but with me, I, I think absolutely there needs to be a reward and repercussion system uh, built in, and it and it needs to be dynamic, like I said before, um, so it, it feels real. You know, it needs to tease that those repercussions are coming, like with that that, uh, that diner scene that we had with Team Veritas. Like, who was in the black van across the street? Like, now I'm biting my nails. Like, ah, oh, crap, who's coming for right. us? Like, you know, who did who didn't the story get that? Oh, and, uh, still... yeah, and my uh, my. Uh, 
team over on the Sirenscape every Thursday. Their net runner, um, her apartment just blew up. But uh, they were at the they were at the same twenty four hour diner where uh, uh, Black uh, Humvee or whatever came by and took a shot at them. They're not sure who it was shooting at, but then later on, the net runner, the AI told the net runner, "Don't go home tonight." While they're in the middle of this AI fault, uh, campaign driven campaign, at one of the nights, the AI said, "Don't go home tonight. Don't sleep at home." And the next day, she found out. You know, there was a, a firebomb hit kind of put off in her apartment. Um, but I'm all about repercussions, things coming back. You can trail it off into side arcs. If the players want to pursue it, it can totally turn into a cool side arc and things. But I think it's important as a GM to kind of constantly have all these multiple layers and things going on so the players can have full agency. Like there might be this main campaign and plot that you're driving at times, but there should always be these sort of things that come back and allow the players to, oh, let me pursue that a bit or let me react to this a bit. And then you can kind of see where things can go for a moment before you move on to the next focused campaign and plot and things that you're trying to do. But uh, but I think it's important in role play. It makes the game way more fun, feel way more real and like an open world. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and just... just allowing those consequences to become organic, especially if they, you know, just um, just minor little things that, you know, I, I, I've, you know, taken note on with uh, um, Team Bear. I'm sorry, my thought just kind of went away from me. Uh, it was Team Veritas. It was a consequence, but that that makes it all, feel all the more real, and especially with something as um, largely effective as a media um you know whereas a lot of you know most of the other roles are you know in the here and now uh whereas a media you know it has rippling effects across the you know community or city or even the world and you know those repercussions could just be catastrophic you know at, at a certain point that uh yeah they really they really can become one of the um more, more power, most powerful characters in the game, I think. Oh, I totally agree. Um, uh, yeah, PWB says make one or more of your media players uh, in your game an undercover reporter. Make them from uh, form. I think you said oh from separate networks. So I like that a lot. Yeah, Bye. that's pretty funny. Uh, no, I think that that's good. You know, uh, we dove into the life path. I think we covered. Um, you know, our ideas within the different options of life path and kind of got the idea across there. I think it's very open to interpretation and people can have fun with that mixing and matching. And you don't have to just stick with what you roll. Uh, you can pick and choose or you can roll. One thing sometimes I do with players is roll twice. If you like the random, you know, fun of, oh, what am I going to get when I roll the dice? But you also might not want to get stuck with just that one. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, roll twice and pick which one speaks to you the most out of out of each life path section. But however you want to do it, I, I feel like do it. Um, and then I feel like we dove in and expressed uh, uh, some really good ideas with archetypes, including some good examples, um, and then getting into recommended stats and skills and the way that you can play it and how that kind of plays into the different archetypes of a media and you know the different ways that you might multi-class that media you know, and, and how the, the recommended stats and skills um, are affected uh, by those choices. I think that was good, too. And then, obviously, getting into all the cool talk that we did about, like, reputation, the being an evil media, um, all the things that chat contributed um, with all these ideas. Um, I think we covered anything. Is there anything else that we want to mention about media? Uh, last call chat. If you wanted to contribute any more ideas about the media role for Cyberpunk Red, now is the time to speak or forever hold your peace. 
Um, what do you think, Will? Did we do a good job, or was there anything else that uh, we should mention or go over? I think so. I'll just uh, left myself some notes here. And it yeah. Looks like I touched on everything that I have been coming up with, and I think came up with some really cool stuff down here. And uh, that's I'm gonna I'm I'm sure gonna take away some stuff out of this for sure. Um, I definitely thanks to chat for definitely good ideas in there. That's that's fantastic stuff. Um, yeah, and don't forget out uh, with media, sometimes uh, you can do a little evil to do good, maybe creating some evidence using those random forgery acting and, and other skills to kind of get what you need to happen to get certain stories across. Like, I think that's a good point to make, too, because that's a lot of fun. Um, the right evidence from the, the evil corporation, you know they're evil. Eh, fuck it. Maybe you make something up about them and people believe you. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. No, but I think we did a great job. Stink Palm says, great material. I feel good about that. My beautiful wife says, so good. Uh, Jansik says, uh, great job, guys. Really informative. I got some more hearts from Val. Outrunner gives us the thumbs up. PWB uh, says, great stream, guys. I think we got chat's approval. I'm pretty happy with it. Will, thank you so much for joining me um, and, you know, contributing ideas. Like I said, you know, you, you've been... Uh, you know, part of the community and tuning in. Uh, you've been very supportive on Patreon and been kind of like the fuel uh, on my fire on the gameplay side. Then you joined in with the gameplay and been awesome, like with role playing and your wife as well. And now here you are, like contributing uh, actual content and good information as part of the brand and everything. Like, I just can't thank you enough, man. Like, you're awesome. I'm happy to be a part of it, man. <laughs> thank you for everything you do. And this, uh, you, I mean, you're the one that started Cybernation Uncensored. So, I mean, yeah, without without you, we wouldn't have anything to contribute to, would we? <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, and everybody out there, um, like like Will said, you know, we're here for Cybernation Uncensored. That's our brand. Um, it's not just me, but a lot of other GMs and, and content that we put out. Like tomorrow, we have Crosswire doing live cyberpunk art. Uh, tune into that. Um, Thursday, I'm over on Sirenscape's channel doing that. Cyberpunk Red Friday is our, our, our Fallout Fridays where me and GM Capricious Nature do a, like a whole day of, of streaming Fallout, uh, the tabletop role-playing game that's starting at noon. Um, and then Saturdays, his Cyberpunk Nomad campaign, uh, the first and third Wednesdays, Forlorn Dopes. Um, I have my, my end of the month uh, Team Veritas, Team Ghost. I'm starting up with my, my Dune. Uh, team Witch. It's a whole femme team of Benny Jesuits. Uh, I think our session zero is this coming Sunday on the 13th. So as you see, Cybernation Uncensored does all kinds of content. So everybody, seriously, please uh, subscribe, follow on both Twitch, on YouTube, join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you see Cybernation Uncensored. We would really appreciate that. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks. Thank you.